Let's see how you can fucking big you get those cans there, Betsy. Not to sound like yeah. a fucking not, not to sound like too no, much hey, man. fucking no. pig over here. Dude, like we man, you the conversations that trans women have with each other, dude, it's you there's no way you could be any more gross than we are. <laughs> about trans people but we're too afraid to ask each week i have a conversation with my sister and a friend about a topic related to the trans experience and answer all of his weird questions i'm joined again by my co-host and dear friend and greek god of crimped hair everybody's bobby flow oh crimp me up you gotta crimp me up yeah crimp me up before you go go <laughs> oh that's good that one's good well that's a keeper we'll keep that one ah oh, how are you doing today good good um just been vibing, you know. Uh, I ate some mushrooms the other night. I went to microdose. Okay. And, and and did a microdose into like a regular dose? Yeah. Well, essentially, on the packaging it says one to two. They're like little chocolate mushroom sure. cones, right? Sure. On, on the packaging it says take one to two. It was seven in the morning, you know. I was like, I'm gonna wake up. I'll microdose. I'll be active. I'll go for a run, work out. And no, no, never trust hippie packaging. I <laughs> was tripping balls by 10 a.m. I swear to you. I mean, the, the sun was shining in through my window. I saw like all the colors. Oh, gosh, it was a good time. <clears throat> I actually did have a really, really fun time, but I'm sure you did. But, you know, I wasn't expecting that. So that's what happened. And I, right, I, otherwise, hey, I'm just feeling vibing you know <laughs> Some, sometimes you have a surprise trip it happens yeah, exactly so that's all the hippies <laughs> hey you fucked me up with your bullshit labeling come on now i oh, know seriously what's good on your end oh uh, you know uh pretty much i didn't i didn't trip this weekend so <laughs> or this week so that's a different thing but i did get laid last night you so did yeah nice nice so you sealed the deal you sealed the <laughs> yeah. deal yeah all right. I know. I know yeah, usually, happens. usually you, uh, you uh, always talking yourself out of shit. Yeah, I know. I'm the worst. Social <laughs> anxiety gets me fucked up all the time. Yeah. You know, I still, I mean, I do the same shit, you know, I mean, we're yeah. in our late thirties, you know, what the fuck you going to do. Right. Um, I just want to stay in. I'm watching, Boardwalk, <laughs> I'm watching, I'm watching Boardwalk Empire again. Don't bother me. No, no. Great series. Great series. <laughs> so what, uh, what you've been working on this week for, for today's show? All right. So last week we went through uh, part one of my origin story and basically went from like my earliest memories having to do with anything related to gender carrying through to like the moment that I realized and I had my big epiphany. Uh, so this week we're going to finish that. We're going to do the second half of my origin story and go from when I had the epiphany and realized that I had to do something about it and talk about what I did. So we're going to go from there. This is part two of the Bessie Rothrock origin story. So when that happens, um, when you have that moment of realization, you become self-accepting within the trans community, that's called having your egg cracked. 
egg or your crack. egg cracking. Okay. So my egg cracked. Now what? And I d- described my my feelings immediately after it happened, like realizing now I have to do something about it. But moving forward from that, it was this sense of just this entire world was opening up. Like I was finally going to be me and everything was, it's like a regression back to being in early adolescence. You're in this, this space where everything is brand new, you know, colors seem brighter. Like you can smell things more. It's just like, everything is brand new and is, and it's exciting, but at the same time, it's absolutely terrifying. And you've just had this realization but nobody else knows and you don't know how you're going to go about just moving forward. You, you don't, you're completely lost. And so the first thing that you have to do, at least the first thing I needed to do was tell somebody about it. Right. Yeah. And the first person that I told was my ex-wife, obviously. Yeah. Heather. Yeah. So at that time, like I was going through my emotional shit and at that time, it was kind of affecting our relationship. We were in a kind of a little bit of a rough, rough patch then. And, you know, she was really worried that, you know, our relationship was on the rocks and like, it might be falling apart. And this was um, before, this was before your egg cracked. Yes. Yeah. So this was like in the month, like weeks and months leading up to, to, to that moment. Right. So pile um, that shit on top of everything. Right. Right. Well, I mean, I was like, kind of like, she had noticed that I was like being with, I was withdrawn and you know i wasn't really communicating things to her and it was because i was dealing with all of this stuff so she you know she was really worried it was about a month past between um my egg cracking and me telling her uh so my egg cracked like in november sometime in november of 2017 it was the end of december it was like right around christmas actually that i finally told her <laughs> merry christmas <Yeah>. bitch <laughs> merry christmas your husband's a, a woman you know? there you go uh, darling um so it was uh we did a thing called friday night dark night date night so every friday night we had a dartboard in our house and that sounds super sick i'm just saying that sounds yeah. fun as hell i love that yeah it's no it was great we'd get like a case of miller high life and listen to music usually like hip hop or R&B and play darts on Friday nights. That's what we did. Ah, sign me up. Sounds great. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Um, so it was Friday night, dark night, date night. And knowing that we had been having all of these, these issues. Uh, first thing I said was like, I know that we've you know ha- been struggling, whatever right now, recently. Um, I just need you to know before I say this, like I'm all in, like I'm not going anywhere, but I'm trans. And she, she didn't really say anything to the, to it at first. She just kind of like processed it. And we went through, we played darts and we, cause that's what we would do. Also, we would just talk. That was our time to like catch up on the week and check in on each other and everything else. So while we were playing, we were just talking, talking that out. And you were talking was, out, you were talking about your egg cracking on Friday night, dart night, date night. And you told her about this. And I can just see if this was a movie, like you're throwing darts, rock, bullseye. (laughs) (laughs) Metaphor. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, because I am am a ringer. I like to uh, trick people into thinking I'm bad at darts and taking all their money. Oh, yeah, no. I don't actually do that. 
you're definitely a bar game like extraordinaire champion oh, of yeah. games for sure of course yeah except for billiards i'm not good at billiards it's fun but i'm not good at it the fact that you even call it billiards means that you're not good at it <laughs> exactly exactly fine <laughs> cool whatever you want to call it whatever yeah, hell yeah. um <laughs> but yeah so i mean she was she was like shocked and confused and she because like the part that I've been playing, I was a, I wasn't macho, but I was a dude. I was like, like a guy's guy. You know, I knew how to like work on cars. I was always doing lawn, like yard work. I was handy around the house and sexually. And I always played like a dominant role. So she was just like, she couldn't really figure it out. And I didn't really have any answers for her right at that time because it was all brand new to me. But so we talked it out and she was like, we, you know, she kind of like processed her surprise and her confusion that night and like over the weekend and over the course of the next like week or two. I mean, we had that night we decided that we're, we're like, we're going to stick together. We're going to try to make it make it work. She was going to support me, you know, as best as she could through my transition. How did she feel now that she had just become a lesbian? Well, that's one of the reasons we're divorced is that she's not a lesbian. Okay. <laughs> so it wasn't it wasn't the other stuff it wasn't you, the, you know you said your relationship was on the rocks previously to the egg cracking date night dart night <laughs> so was it like hey you're a lesbian now was that it was that the final straw for her or what was it no no no, no. this was again this was 2017 this was the end of 2017 right we didn't I, our divorce wasn't finalized until um, I actually got my paperwork on my birthday in the middle of May of this year. Of this year. What did it say on the paperwork? Yeah. Did it say Elizabeth Rothrock? Yeah. Because nice. I had already had my, and we'll get into this a little bit later in the answer, but I had already had my name, my name legally changed. Right. I recall that. That's yeah. dope. That's dope. That's nice. So that was, oh man, that's coming up on two years. That yeah. I that. that um, probably feels fucking great. I'd imagine. It was, yeah, it was a big day. Uh, that's, it's a weird, it's a weird process. It's a really weird process. And we'll get into that when we get to that point. Sure. So we decided we're going to stay together. She was going to be supportive. And the next thing, like everything was so brand new to me. So like, when I say, like you said, like, oh, I'm telling her that she's a lesbian now. It's like, that's not the way it was because obviously I didn't like have this epiphany. And then all of a sudden, like my hair is a foot and a half long and I'm, you know, I have valid yeah, and like, right. you know, it doesn't happen right. all of a sudden. Like I just, I had just realized I hadn't done anything yet. And I was, I was in this spot where I didn't know where this was going to go. I didn't know how this process works. I didn't know what it was going to mean for me. I didn't, you know, I didn't know what my next steps were. Right. Of course. But I needed to tell like the people, the way I was figuring is like, I needed to tell the people who were like in my life and like the closest to me. So that was Heather. That was, she has two daughters. Um, and one of them lived with us at the, at the time and uh, the other was away at college. So I, they needed to know because they're in the house with me. And then I need, I felt like I needed to tell my parents right away. Yeah, just, I'd imagine. I mean, just because, just like, because like I needed to let them know that's like that something was going on and this was, this was going to happen. So the next people I told were my parents and it was a couple of weeks after I had told Heather and my, when I told my parents, that was the first time I interacted with, or like was confronted with, um, cis people's like misconceptions of what it is and what it means to be trans. Mm-hmm. The, the, the look that they had 
I don't, I can't say for sure what they were feeling. I'm sure they were feeling like they were just trying to be sympathetic, but the look that they had on their face read to me a lot like pity. Hmm. And I didn't want anybody to pity me because I just had this realization and I was excited as fuck. Right. Yeah. Totally opposite end of the spectrum. Exactly. I'm just like, no, this is great news. Like <laughs> I've been miserable my entire life and now I have a way out. Like this is really good. So that that look of like pity on their face was really kind of jarring. And my mom said to me one thing that like stuck out. Uh, she said, well, you know, you really hide it well. And I was like, well, what do you what do you mean? Like, how does what do you think has been going on? Like, have, do you like did, do you think that I've been like living a double life <laughs> that like I've been like this process is already finished. I mean, will you, from your mother's standpoint, she's known you since your uh, AMAB. Uh... Right. Well, you're right. Exactly. She knew me from the moment I was conceived. So like, right. it was weird for her. I'm sure. For sure. And, and, you know, for my dad too, for my parents too, like both of my parents, like it's you, you have this, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure it's different when it's a child who's a, a grown independent adult, like you're, it's like completely throws you off. Yeah. So, I mean, I can understand that from their perspective a, a bit. Threw me off when you told me. Yeah. I mean, it kind of threw everybody off because yeah. like I said, I was, I was a dude's dude, you know? Yeah. I know that. <laughs> um, what did, uh, I'm curious, how did the, how did you explain it to the dot to the daughters, stepdaughters? Oh, that was the, of, of the three of between my ex-wife, my parents and the stepdaughters, they were, they were the easiest. They were the easiest. Yeah. Cause I mean, they're younger, they're, they're, they've been exposed to it longer. Like I remember actually, no, the oldest stepdaughter was not in college. She had already graduated. She was living in uh, Lancaster at the time and she had just bought a house. So Heather and I what like that that spring so this was the end of 2017 is when i had my realization so now we're in the spring of 2018 and i went down well heather and i went down to help her paint help her stepdaughter paint her new house and that i told her that and she was you know we're like painting we have music playing and heather kind of drops like oh yeah we have something we want to tell you and i'm like yeah i'm trans and her stepdaughter Paige was like, uh, oh, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now it sounds easy enough, I guess. Yeah, right. It was like, all right, well, okay, cool, fine, whatever. Um, and then her younger stepdaughter, Carly, um, it was another few weeks after that, we sat her down in the living room at our house and I had this big buildup. I was like, I was still nervous about telling people because, I would you know, like, I don't imagine. know how people, I don't know how people are going to react. I like, I don't know if she's going to have a lot of questions or anything else. But again, I told her, came out, and she was like, "All right, th all right, that's fine." <laughs> okay. And <laughs> and that happened a bunch of times actually, where people were just like. There's just no, no reaction at all. You get through about like five or six of those and you're like, oh, okay. Right. Nobody right. gives a shit. <laughs> it's fine. Right. Like I'm working myself up for no reason. Well, the right people don't give a shit. 
we should say. Right, exactly. And yeah. the people that are worthwhile keeping around aren't going to give a shit. No, nor should they. So now at, you know, springtime of 2018, early spring of 2018, all the people that are closest to me that need to know, know. And so I have that, that space and that freedom. I don't have to hide in my own house. You know, I can just go about and like do what I need to do to like figure out what it is that like figure out what my version of womanhood is. Right. So instead of hiding in your house as a cis het, you're hiding in your house now as a trans femme because (laughs) that's all I do too, dude. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I don't have to like, I don't have to hide within my own house from the people, other people in the house. Right. Now it's just business as usual. Fucking same shit, different day. Right. If I want to wear a skirt or a dress in the house, it's not going to be weird. Like nobody's going to look at me crossways. Fucking A. But I wasn't like, I was still like very insecure in, I wasn't secure in, in going out and like being openly and visibly trans at this point. Um, And I needed to find some support, some external support, because as, as good as, as a, a cis person might be in your life, like they don't understand completely what you're going through. And they never could. No. Because it's no just way. not, there's not like, like cisgender members of the LGBT community might be able to relate somewhat because they've kind of gone through similar processes with like coming to terms with their sexuality. But this is like a whole other level beyond that. Cause it's like, you're completely fundamentally changing uh, the way you see yourself, the way the world sees you. You're like, as you go through the process of like a medical transition, you're changing your physical form. Oh my God. You know? Yeah. So it's like a, it's a, it's a big deal. Uh, So I needed to get like external support. So one of the first things I did that like January of 2018 was found like a transgender support group. And I went to a meeting, like Heather and I both went to like, kind of just check it out. And it was not, for me like I wasn't comfortable with that at that point and that group kind of catered to like an older demographic like all the all the women in there were in their like 50s or 60s and some of them weren't even necessarily trans they were like cross-dressers and we'll we'll get into like the issues with cross-dressers it's not like a kink shaming thing but there is like um would you call it king shaming kink shaming kink shaming I see yeah like, 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 like cross-dressers are like, there are straight men that have a kink for, you know, dressing up as women. Right. Gay um, men do it too. Yeah. Well, I mean, those, that's drag. And even that's different than, than cross-dressing. It is. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's because drag is a, a performance. But that's not necessarily true. I mean, they're not, I know gay dudes that go out and just fucking dress as chicks every now and again you know not they're not performing well i okay yeah you're i mean that's yeah they're like but they're not i don't know it's different like it's it's like a sexual thing but anyway like the the point is that like cross-dressing is uh and drag too like it's a it's a costume and you can take it off okay yeah i see what you're saying but like but like trans people can't like it is like i'm i'm a woman 24 hours a day seven days a week Right. So essentially in this group that you went to, 
it was a trans group, but you're saying there was cross dressers in the meeting. Right. Okay. And, and that's fine. Like I'm not judging them on a personal basis, but that just like it for, it, for me, it wasn't a comfortable space and it, I didn't feel that I would get much out of it. And I just wasn't, and, and again, I just wasn't ready to be openly and visibly trans. Right. Yeah. It's crazy. It's fucking crazy. Like, I, like, I couldn't imagine it. Like the experience. Yeah, of course it'd be give you anxiety and, you know, be a struggle to kind of make that take the steps, you know? Yeah. It's, it's a lot. Cause again, you're, and it's for me, at least at this point, it was still, it was still so new and still so early that I had no idea even how I would present as a woman. It like it like I hadn't figured anything out yet. I thought like I need to see, I need to start seeing a therapist because like I feel like one on one would be a lot better. Uh, one of the things that did come out of that one group meeting that I went to was I got the name of a social worker, she's a mental health professional who specialized in transgender identities, okay, and gender dysphoria. And it just so happened that she worked in my network. My health insurance is really, really good, but it's an HMO. So if it's out of network, I'm kind of shit out of luck. Hmm. But it was. But she was, she was in my network, so it was great. So I started seeing her, and this was in like February. And another thing that I have to shout out my ex-wife for, because I'm a giant pussy. She made my first appointment. <laughs> good, good for her. I'm, I'm, uh, yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad she she pushed you towards that because who knows how long it would have taken you even a couple days you know yeah i mean well you know my executive dysfunction takes over and i, I get paralyzed and i don't do it, don't do anything yeah but i started seeing her in february of 2018 and i saw her every other week for about a year and a half mm -hmm. and and that was invaluable Really? Um, I recommend, like, I recommend if anybody, if you have access to it, if it's something that you can, that you can access, definitely like getting mental health counseling, getting mental, me mental health help is just do it. Just do it. Even if you don't think there's anything wrong with you, like it will help, but we didn't even necessarily, I can't remember like any, any like specific tools that she gave me or anything, but it was just being able to have those conversations was extremely validating. And we would talk about everything. Uh, you know, this was 2018. So like spring of 2018, there was an election coming up in November. Um, you know, we would bitch about Trump. We would have <laughs> sessions. We would have bitch. We would have sessions that was just like 45 minutes of us just fucking complaining about anything that was going on in our lives. Just like, what the, like, what the fuck? Um, <laughs> charge your insurance company. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Charge my, I'm paying $5. You cover the rest. You motherfuckers. I'm just, bitch, I'm just bitching with my therapist. Yeah, get it all out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was, it was good too. Also because, you know, she was, a, she was a cisgender woman, but she's a woman. And it was like a space that I could be like, even in the context of like a professional, like counselor, patient, the counselor client relationship, even in that professional setting, being able to just have those conversations with another woman was enlightening and it was validating. And it like, it just helped me kind of step into myself a lot more. And, and you said this was about, so you started in 2018, you did it for a year and a half, you said, so you, you last saw her in 2019. 
Now let me yeah. ask you. Let me ask you this real quick. At what point in your transition did you start feeling heat from these uh, so-called turfs? I, to be perfectly honest with you, I still don't. I don't know how. I like you see me on Twitter. I'm there. I'm there all the time, and I use my Twitter basically to talk to other trans girls because I don't know. Like I don't know any in real life, and the few that I have met were just like our personalities don't really match. So I don't really, I don't have any like- Sure, of course you have one thing in common with the fuck. You know? Exactly, right. We're not gonna just be the best of friends just nah. because we're trans, shit. you know? No, no shit, no way. You know, there are plenty of white people that we hate. <laughs> like, oh, it yeah. it's, not a, it's not a connection point. It doesn't, it doesn't right. work that way. Hey, you're white, all right, let's fucking hang out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. And the, people who do say that we fucking hate those are the ones that we hate <laughs> yeah those are the ones that we do not like um, um yeah so you still haven't fucked with any tariffs like no tariffs been busting your chops it does exist yeah. though as, as oh yeah tough. it's like it's all over the place like i'm i'm on twitter and i use my twitter basically to talk to to other trans girls and you hear it all the time like you see it all the time that like they're complaining about like harassment that they're getting from turfs and i'm like they haven't found me yet. My account just keeps growing and growing. I crossed over 700 followers today and it's like, it just keeps getting bigger. And yeah, they awesome. still they still don't fuck with me. I'm, okay. <laughs> Good. I, I, I will ride that way for as long as it fucking lasts. That's yeah, fine. I mean, shit. I, I didn't know how prominent it was or regular it was. You know, obviously it's not something I'm ever going to experience. Yeah, right. They're not going to come after you. No. But yeah, so it was just, it was just nice having that having those that's time and that space to be like be a woman with another woman so that was like how i started i needed to work out like the emotional things first i needed to figure out what what being trans meant to me what being a woman meant to me and and i just had to like step into this new version of myself and and kind of and fill it out and kind of and and kind of feel around right sure i mean um even like i remember when you first started like posting pictures or you know the, what you call it your nails how you're wearing your hair and shit you know and just like being more confident in presenting yourself i actually saw that transition and that like metamorphosis through social media because obviously i haven't seen you in fucking forever but uh, yeah well, you know i keep in touch with you through social media so i kind of seen yeah. it slow slowly 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 and now you know, you're this beautiful trans femme there, Betsy, oh, you know, thank you. shit, shit, fucking a, you know, and um, it's it's interesting to me, you know, to see it because I'm here for you every step of the way, you know, and uh, I want to give a big shout out. I like that vaccinated cryptid. Uh, I think it's at Afro author that mm -hmm. stays in touch with the podcast. She seems pretty, pretty righteous also. Oh, yeah, no, she's cool as shit. Funny story. She was, I, I just talked about crossing over 700 followers. She was follower number 69. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> fucking nice, dude. That's fucking sweet, right? <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, so yeah, my transition started was very, very gradual. Um, and I was just like working on the emotional aspect first, but then like one of the things that happens is as you are, when your egg cracks and you finally realize this, like, yeah, and you finally realize that like the things that you've been feeling your entire life actually are gender dysphoria, your, your actual gender dysphoria goes into hyperdrive. 
at least it did for me. And I hear that a lot. So it's not, maybe not necessarily universal, but it's, it's definitely very common where I didn't realize that I, I didn't realize how much I hated my beard until I came out as trans. Why? Because it's, it's a secondary sexual characteristic of men. And it made me look like and feel like a, a man. And I wasn't. Right. I see. I see. And so like, that's why HRT hormone replacement therapy is, is so important. I mean, for most people who are trans, not everybody gets it. And I do, I want to be clear, like you don't need to take hormones to be trans. You're perfectly valid no matter what. Um, you don't even need to experience dysphoria to be trans. If you think you're trans, you are trans. That's just how it works. Right. Um, so you don't need to be on hormones to, to be transgender. You don't need to go on hormones to transition. And, and for a lot of people, it's not, um, accessible. They would like, maybe they would like to, but they can't, uh, they can't access it because, you know, in the United States, our healthcare system is completely fucked. Oh my God. I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's awful. <clears throat> um, the worst, yeah. so my dysphoria got like super, super bad. And like I mentioned my beard, that was the thing that that triggered my, my dysphoria the most i i hated it that makes sense because so even if you shave it it's still coming back like bang, here i am right and you like there you there's still stubble or like there's still shadow you like and you can cover it up with makeup but i'm not i i don't really nah, fuck, fuck around that. with makeup i don't yeah i so like did, i'd rather you did the the laser yeah i did laser hair removal first that was the first thing i did well the first thing i technically did was stop getting haircuts but the first thing I actively did was getting the laser hair removal to get rid of my, um, get rid of the beard. And it's most, it's pretty much all gone, but there's like little areas like on the side of my mouth and on my chin that it's still there. And I have to like shave that area. But even without makeup, if I shave it, you can't really tell. And if I am wearing makeup, you definitely can't tell. Right. Right. But I would like to go back and, and finish it off. Finish but it I did, off, right. I, but I did like nine sessions and that costs like, that costs like $1,500 over all nine, nine, all nine all, together, all, all nine together was like $1,500. That's not the worst, but even still did your, your insurance didn't cover that, did it? Well, see, I'm a dumbass and I didn't look through exactly what it all covers, but if I had gotten a letter from, from my therapist, then they would have. Well, fucking dude, that does got, you could probably backdate that. Uh, maybe i don't know what the statute of limitations on this was like two years ago yo fuck that it's got to be like seven (laughs) okay okay i don't know worth the shot even if if it's not like listen bobby says it's seven so it's fucking seven you dickhead (laughs) (laughs) yo i'm serious pound the table on that shit get your fucking money get your monies shit costs a lot of money life is hard get your money (laughs) (laughs) but so those are like there's like the physical dysphoria. And for me, it was like mostly the beard. Um, also like the shape of my body, the fact that I didn't have breasts of like, um, I just, I wasn't, I was getting more and more unhappy with like the, the shape and features of my body because I was like, I'm getting further and further along my transition. I'm feeling more and more like a woman. I'm like, okay, but, but I don't look like it. And this is that, that dichotomy. Sure. Like that duality is like, there was like a cognitive dissonance and I'm just like, this isn't, this isn't really working. So I knew I, I wasn't necessarily ready to start, but I knew that the physical transition going on hormones, all that was, was in the cards. It is something that I was definitely going to do, but 
but dysphoria also has like an emotional component. Like you, you have like, you have certain patterns of behavior and certain patterns of um, thinking and like emotional responses that, that you deal, that you have your entire life. And when you, for me, at least when you, when I was starting my transition, like those things kind of those like more masculine behaviors, uh, more masculine responses were, were really like really bother me. And I still, this is something that I struggle with still. Like, I don't, I still struggle with not being like quote unquote sensitive enough. You know, I'm not like, I'm not a very, I'm not a very tender person and I don't cry. (laughs) Yo, but you are though. You are though. You all, you're a fucking great listener. I mean, truly anytime I ever had any issues, I knew I could call you and you'd fucking walk me through it. You know, like you, you are a tender person, maybe not overly sensitive like i don't know like a like a a cis woman you know but um, well not even like it's not even like a cis trans thing it's just like there are there are women who are very um i don't know god overly emotional yeah i maybe like get your shit together girl god damn (laughs) it's like it's a commercial for shampoo why are you crying (laughs) (laughs) exactly exactly so yeah, uh, no, that makes sense. I know, um, but don't discount it like you're not tender. You don't give a shit because I don't want people to who listen think that you're just some hard ass because you're you're not. Well, I I appreciate that. That does mean a lot because I try to be like I try to be like I try to be there for people. I try to be there for my friends and and be supportive of of anyone that I can as long as they're not as long as they don't give me a reason not to. Right, right. Don't cross <laughs> me. Don't cross me. <laughs> I but I but I'm. I'm also like I'm not gonna be you know I'm not gonna be super like soft and tender even while doing that like I curse a lot and that's just how it is like yeah. I I am who I am fucking a right and maybe maybe my flavor of of sensitivity is not your cup of tea and that's that's fine not everybody's gonna mesh right uh, but it is something that I struggle with like still to this day Surely. And how would you say that the, do you still currently take these hormones? I'll be taking them for the rest of my life. For the rest of your life. Okay. Now, as you continue to take them, do they continuously change your body? Uh, There's a certain point where it stops. Like I said, um, I think it was our first episode. Yeah, we did. It's touch on it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's just like going through puberty again. So like I using like, you know, my breast development as an, as an example, like it started pretty early and uh, you know, they budded, they started to grow. I plateaued for a little bit, but then after, like once I hit a year, I saw, I saw the most growth between one year and year one and year two. Okay. And interestingly enough that you bring this up, uh, I was talking about this today. uh, It's, like a new round is kind of like starting. They're still growing to like almost two and a half years. In. That's pretty fucking cool. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. If I was a fucking girl, I'd want fucking nice cans, you know? Yeah. Shit. I was, I'd be fucking me, stoked. yo. Give me those mommy milkers. I fucking want them. Right. How fucking stoked are you? You gotta be fired up about it. Yeah. I'm like, holy shit. They're like heavy. This is great. Nice. All right. <laughs> there you go, Betsy. Okay. Um, so yeah, so th- then, so like I said, there's 
I, I knew that a physical transition was 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 going to happen, had to happen. And so that's what, so this was like mid 2018. Heather and I moved, we were living in Hershey when I came out. We made the move um, to the house that I'm in now in Harrisburg because we thought that Harrisburg would be a more conducive place for my transition than Hershey. Hershey is a pretty conservative town. Yeah. Uh, I always, I always described, I always describe uh, Hershey as Pleasantville. Cause it really is though. Cause they have the, the whole like Hershey, uh, like manufacturing plant over there with the rides, Hershey park, all that bullshit. Yeah. They have Hershey park. I mean, there are like, there's still like a, there's still like the Reese's factory is still there. They still have like the big chocolate factory, but they, like, you know, it's a global distribution. So they have yeah. other factors in other places. Of course. But that, that park, it like, if you were it's, to see a movie like Pleasantville, Hershey park would be yeah it's i mean it's it's hershey it's like the the entire economy of the town and and the region to a to a certain extent is based around tourism at the park and you know because there's a lot of tourism everybody knows hershey because of the chocolate bars like uh there's a convention center there's all kinds of conventions going on there all the time uh there's a big ass like auto show a classic auto show right all of which just scream trans community oh yeah it's like it's (laughs) It's super friendly to a person who's who's early in their transition yeah. and still looks straight up like a man. Yeah, Harrisburg totally probably the spot for you. Yeah. So we moved to to Harrisburg because it was you know we figured it would be a better you know being in the city. Yeah, people are a little even a small city of like fifty thousand people like Harrisburg. It's a pretty enlightened place. Yeah, the the odds based off of population alone, you know, um, you're gonna run into. Um, just a higher chance that you, you know, you'll meet somebody in the community that you could relate with, maybe kind of give you their own experience, which I'm sure you did. When was the first time you actually went out with another uh, transgendered individual, if at all, was, was your first date with a, a, a trans femme was your first date with a, with a cis man? I mean, um, what, what, when did you first like interact with another individual? Oh, not in, not including Heather. Uh, like the first like date that I first like date I guess you could say that I went on was with was with a cis man. It was a cis man. Yeah, and and one of the reasons that that Heather and I ended up separating was because like she uh, found herself because she's not gay. She right. found herself in a, a she found herself in a, a romantic relationship with somebody that she didn't feel romantic about. Right. She was like because my my appearance was changing, and my behavior was changing, and I was becoming more feminine by the day. And she was just like, "I'm not, I'm not sexually attracted to you." Right. And that's it is important for anyone to discount that is a liar. Yes. Yeah, it's extremely important, especially like, and she's, you know, fairly vanilla. She's very monogamous. And so like, what are you going to do if an open relationship is not something that you're comfortable with? And it's, it's a big issue. It's a problem. And for me, from my end, like I was coming into my own and I was having like a new sexual awakening and I was getting uh, more accepting of, of the fact that I am attracted to men. I had needs like that's something that I needed to explore. And again, I'm not going to do anything to jeopardize. I'm not going to go behind her back. 
and she's not comfortable with anything like that. So we were starting to like resent each other because of those things. And we didn't want to, we didn't want to end up hating each other. So to save our friendship, we got divorced. Of course. No, I mean, that's totally, that's incredibly mature and understanding, um, you know, to, to mutually part ways like that. That's, I don't know. I, I respect that. And I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, when, when we were getting towards the end and this was uh, fall into winter of 2019, like we were just fighting all the time and it, it like, we weren't, we weren't having fun together anymore. Yeah. Shit. I mean, it's a big one. And you know what? <laughs> I'm sure that anybody out there that has a roommate, which I'm sure a fucking boatload of you do because everybody in this goddamn country rents everything and to survive you need a goddamn roommate uh yeah and you're gonna fight oh i know it yeah fucking a yeah you definitely were you holding it down but you you own you own you're a homeowner one of the rare ones oh that's yeah 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 well i didn't didn't get here by my i didn't get here by myself i'm like yeah yeah you did you did you fucking bust your ass but the point i'm making is um even even over you know, dumb shit like who's cleaning the dishes tonight? Who who's taking right. out the garbage? Like fucking yeah. clean the bathroom. You know, stupid dumb shit like that will get any two people into it. Especially on top of what you were two were dealing with personally with your marriage. It's fucking gnarly, very intense yeah. experience. And for you guys to part um, on good terms and respectfully is is quite impressive. Yeah, um, I, I mean, I'm proud of us. I'm proud of how we handled it. You know, everything's still amicable. Our our divorce went through. It was literally, she's living in Texas now. So it was literally just like passing documents back and forth. And, you know, okay, I need you to sign this. All right, you need to sign this. Uh, I'm still in Dauphin County. So I dropped all the paperwork off and it was just like, all right, everything's signed. Here we go. We're done. Right. Fucking A. And how'd you feel once everything was signed, sealed, delivered? It's actually really funny. Um, so I got on my birthday. So my birthday's May 14th. Uh, I had taken the day off work and I was like texting with her and I was saying like, you know, all the, like I had stuff planned over the weekend. Um, I was going to do, I, I, I do a margarita Saturday every spring, um, usually right around my birthday. This is something that Heather and I did margarita Saturday. We, um, you, you start drinking to, you start drinking margaritas at 11 o'clock in the morning and then you make steak fajitas. Yeah. Can you fucking make a list of this? For me, where <laughs> or I'm just gonna get a pen. Fucking Friday dart, dart night. Friday night, night. six. Yep. And now fucking margarita Saturdays. Yep. Yeah. I know how to live, man. Yeah, you, you fucking ever, know how to live. Pe- people right should be my. Down. People should be my friend. I know how to fucking do this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, holler at my girl Betsy, y'all. Y'all listen, fucking holler at Betsy. <laughs> she sounds fucking dope. She is dope. I know this from experience, and I fucking love you. I'm taking this Friday dark night, date night, and Margarita Saturdays. Anyways, okay, jotting that so, down. That's going like to my so. Like all my birthday was a Friday. I'm like texting with Heather. I'm like I'm going out and for a happy hour with a couple of my friends. I'm doing Margarita Saturday tomorrow, and then Sunday. Like all my girlfriends that I mentioned um, last episode, like planned a, a birthday brunch for me, which. You know, it's just a brunch. We do it. We do that for everybody's birthday. We do something like that. So it's, it wasn't a big deal, but 
it was the first time that anybody had done it for me. So for me, it was a big deal. Oh, all right. Cool. Very cool. So, you know, it was just something. Um, so she, so I'm like texting her all this stuff and our, our paperwork is in, we're just waiting on the court. And she said, wow, the only thing that could make this better is if you, if you got the divorce in the mail. And I just kind of laughed it off. So I go out to happy hour with my friends. Like I said, I come back and I didn't check the mail because like I had been out and I was having fun. So I wasn't even thinking about the mail, but then the next morning, Saturday morning, I, I'm like drinking my coffee i'm like oh, oh i didn't check the mail yesterday i'll go in open it up letter from the district court like yeah i got it so i took a picture of it and i sent it to her and her birthday is the 18th of may so it was a couple of days later i sent her a picture i was like hey remember we were joking about how great it would be if i got the divorce in the mail well happy birthday we're divorced wow what a what a, <laughs> what, a what a cosmic fucking juice up dude yeah right sick Crazy. That is crazy. That's awesome. I love when the stars align like that. That's that's amazing. Uh, so uh, getting back to starting um, the physical transition, like I said, the first thing that I did was the laser hair removal. Sure. I was going through like nine sessions, started that in the fall of 2018. And you have to like go like you go like six weeks. There's two different processes. And I did laser hair removal, which is they have like a little gun with like a tiny square point like the point of the gun is this tiny little like plastic square and they just zap over and over and over again and it covers like a, a larger area in a shorter amount of time and then the other process excuse me is um electrolysis and that is like a needle and they go individual hair by individual hair that sounds so, fucking gnarly dude it's not fun it doesn't at sound all. fun sounds it, like it hurts it sucks. Yeah. And it's like, especially some areas, it's like getting a tattoo. Like some areas hurt more than others. Like the, like right around your mouth is super sensitive because you have a lot of nerve endings there. Like the upper lip sucks so bad. Oh, but look, do you see anything? Nah, no, you don't. Clean, clean, clean as, clean as a whistle. Clean. Now, how about did they do in the nose at all? No. No, oh, God, thank God you lucked. Yeah, out that would be oh, that would be awful. God, no, I have a trimmer anyway. It's fine. I don't need you to shove lasers up my nose. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know um, that that's that's uh, that's a crazy experience. You look fucking great though, so worth it. Money well spent. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, it was, exactly. It was definitely. Again, it's one of those things. If you can have access to it, if you're a trans feminine person, like it's it's worth it. It's a lot of money. I get it. And it's hard for, for people to afford because capitalism is a cruel bitch goddess. But if you can do it, do it. It's so worth it. And don't do what fucking Betsy did. Get the letter from your therapist for your fucking insurance company and they'll cover the shit. Yeah. Yeah. If, yeah. And check to see if your insurance will cover it and do that way because I'm dumb. <laughs> I wouldn't say uh, that to your face. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have fun here. So then the next step was going on, um, going on hormones. So I needed to see a specialist to get prescribed. I had needed to see an endocrinologist, which is a doctor that specializes in the endocrine system, which is all of your body's hormones. So I needed, because I, again, I have an HMO, I need to get a referral. So I needed to go in for a checkup anyway. I needed like a routine, like physical. 
So I go in for my routine physical, everything's still like, I'm still presenting mail. I, I have my old name and everything else. And I go in and I get my physical. And as we're like wrapping up uh, the, the hospital that I go to, it's in the North end of Harrisburg, um, the, the poly clinic. If you, if you are in Harrisburg, you know, and it's like a teaching hospital. So I saw a resident. I didn't see a, a full, full doc. I mean, they're doctors, but you know, they're a resident. They're still uh, learning. And, and then they had the attending come in just to like check on like how the visit went and the attending came in and I'm like, okay, so now that we're done with that, there is another thing that I wanted to come in, like that I wanted to talk about. Uh, I'm, I'm transgender and I need to start uh, hormones. So I need a referral to an endocrinologist. Now from my therapist, I had already gotten a name uh, that was in network. So everything was all set up. I just gave them the name and then they wrote the, the referral. But it was funny, the attending was like, you know, because they had been calling me he, they had been using my dead name and everything else because they didn't know. Right, yeah, fuck. And, and the um, the attending was like, oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry for, I'm like, how, what, how, what are you sorry? How would you have known? <laughs> Yeah, what? it is. It is crazy, though. It is. It is. I've done it, dude. I've fucking done it. And it, it and you feel like a dick. And it's not that. How would you know? Like you say that. But from the cis side, I'll tell you for somebody, for people who, who just really are just cool and don't give a fuck about any of that bullshit. Like it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. as fuck. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I, I get it. I get it. It's like the same. It's kind of like the same thing. Like if you like are talking to somebody like you ask them a question about their mom they're like oh oh my mom passed you're like oh fuck right yes similar I, not the same but similar. yeah right yeah, yeah exactly sure so i got my referral i go see the endocrinologist and that was super like it was super fucking easy uh she just like writes a uh diagnosis like i just go in tell her why i'm there and she writes a diagnosis for, you know, male to female transgender. Here's your prescription for your hormones. And there's, we'll get more into this in another episode, but there's like multiple ways to deliver the hormones. You can do injections. There are patches. There are creams. Like transdermal, and, like transdermal yeah. patches. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. like, a, like a nicotine patch, but it's estrogen. Yeah. Or just hot or or testosterone, whichever way you're going. And and just as a heads up, real side note, uh, they make a THC ones now too. Ha <laughs> ha. Pretty, okay. Pretty dope. Keep that in mind. But yeah. So that's <laughs> so, did you do you do what do you do? Pills. 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 Yeah. Pills. Uh, yeah. The, my endocrinologist uh, said that you know the insurance companies typically are more willing to to cover for the pills, which I don't really know. I, I they, my endocrinologist has said some things and I'm just like, what the, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> you don't, you don't know anything. How you wasted all that money going to school. You never mind. Yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> even, even a doctor, even a doctor who finishes at the bottom of his class is still considered a doctor. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Oh, what was that? Um, oh, I think it was a George Carlin bit. Uh, People say like, oh, my dentist or my doctor is the best. You got to go to my doctor. They're the best. Everybody's doctor is the best. Well, some, but somewhere in the world, there is a doctor who is the best doctor. 
but that means that there's somewhere in the world there is someone who is the world's worst doctor <laughs> and somebody has an appointment with them tomorrow oh my god sounds like your endocrinologist <laughs> might take the ticket huh <laughs> i well then another thing is like um so there are two for feminizing hormones there are two main hormones there's estradiol and progesterone and i'm only on estradiol early on in one of my first like second or third visit like like early one of my early visits with her i asked about progesterone and she said oh yeah i don't my patients don't really see a benefit and i'm like uh, okay i just kind of take her mind her word for because what, what i don't know i'm what, what do i know from hormones and and everything right right but now you're a poli sci you're a fucking poli sci exactly exactly so yeah, with my fucking unfinished liberal art, liberal arts degree, what am I going to do? But then like looking, like hearing conversations and talking to other trans women, I'm like, dude, she fleeced me bad. Like I need to get on this. So my next appointment which is in September. I'm going to bully her and prescribing progesterone. So you've looked up. So the first one you said was uh, estradiol. 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 I can't even read yeah. my fucking handwriting. I'm trying to um, <laughs> Yeah. And then progesterone. Progesterone is the one that you want. Yes. But, um, why did what? Why do you want it? What did you find in your research? Yeah, it's based. So progesterone is like it, to colloquially, it's the baby making hormone. It's what it just kind of like it puts your um, <clears throat> the the secondary sex characteristics um into overdrive so like your breasts get bigger your ass gets fatter uh, <laughs> uh, and and uh one of the things yeah, and you can decide whether this is good or bad but it makes you extremely horny so, i mean you're three for three i don't know right <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are all, so so why, those are all things i'm into so that's fine right so what's the difference between the estradiol then it's i it's just the way like a cis woman will, and, and you know, a, a trans man, anybody's uh, AFAB, their body, if it's functioning properly, produces both of those hormones. Okay, so it's kind of like whichever way you're tipping the scale sort of thing? Yeah, it's just, it's just a, getting, a more, getting a more accurate reflection of like a, a cis person's or like an AFAB's hormonal profile. Okay, cool. I understand. It's like a color palette, essentially. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I'm sure I, you know, I haven't started progesterone, but I'm sure it's kind of the same way with the estradiol. They start you on a lower dose and then build you up. And another pill that I'm taking is spironolactone. Tell me about uh, it. It's, you can shorten it to just spiro, but that's an androgen blocker. And so what it does is it, it doesn't stop my body from producing testosterone but it does stop my body from absorbing the testosterone so it's kind of like it just kind of it blocks my androgen receptors in my body so that the testosterone that my body produces isn't isn't interfering with the estradiol so like i, I don't see. so i don't so i so i will i only have estrogen i not estrogen and testosterone right cool cool um so do you, would you take the estradiol and the progester progesterone at the same time or no that's bad no you no you would take them at the same time at the same time I, yeah 
yeah. I mean, I don't fucking have a science degree either, you know, like, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know how body chemistry and bioavailability would take these three. So you would still be taking three pharmaceutical drugs at the same time that right. your insurance and company does cover or does not. Yes, they do. They do. And okay. yeah. And there are, uh, there are some uh, trans women who who take issue with spironolactone like they don't they don't like the way it affects them like it it can it gives you like cravings for salty stuff <laughs> which what yeah it yeah it does which I, I have always liked salty things I don't it like I didn't notice that and there's some controversy over how effective it actually is at blocking the testosterone like I know I know of trans women who have stopped taking spironolactone and their levels have not changed at all. Well, that's the thing. Everybody does have a different biochemistry. It doesn't matter right. if you're <clears> fucking <throat> trans femme or <clears throat> a cis head, you know, like it doesn't matter. Everybody fucking, yeah. even if you're smoking weed, like you probably have a higher tolerance for THC than I do in college. You did <laughs> in college. I did. Cause I was smoking blunts of straight heat. So yeah. <laughs> yeah dude so yeah it makes sense that um there are differences and you know obviously um different people who take uh the same drug there's gonna be a you know a difference. right there's gonna be a difference and you know you just figure out what works best for your body sure sure so you know? so far so far it sounds like the spiro and the uh estradiol haven't working well for you because now you're in as you said year two essentially mm -hmm. and yeah you're fucking your boobies got bigger. Yes. 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 The yeah, I the um the estrogen has been very, very good to me. Very <laughs> good to me. Do you do you do you foresee the progesterone increasing that? I that's what I'm hoping. Yeah, cool. It'll be I am eager to see. That's Let's what see I'm how, hoping. Let's see how you can fucking big you get those cans there, Betsy. Not to sound like yeah. a fucking not, not to sound like too no, much hey, man. fucking no. big over here. Dude, like we, man, you, the conversations that trans women have with each other, dude, it's you, there's no way you could be any more gross than we are. <laughs> I bet you no I could, though. I <laughs> Challenge accepted. Yeah, it's signed, sealed, delivered on that shit. Okay. <laughs> um, but there are a lot of other, there are a lot of other effects, not just, you know, breast development. The very first thing that I noticed happened like a couple of weeks after I started, even on the like really low dose. Um, the very first thing that I noticed was that my brain fog went away. So like my entire life, it felt like there was a wall inside my head that I couldn't get to the other side of. And I didn't like it's like there was just something there. And I knew that like I needed to get behind that wall and see what was going on. Interesting. Two weeks on hormones that was gone interesting that's fucking gnarly yeah did you stop and drinking alcohol did you stop smoking cigarettes was it would you think no. the, the variable at play was the the hormones it was my brain chemistry my brain yeah. chemistry changed from the from the estrogen yeah makes and that's fucking what, sense and and like you know from being dysphoric getting the proper hormones in my body made me feel better Fucking cool, dude. That's amazing. Fucking a miracle. Yeah, it, those those tiny blue pills are a goddamn miracle. Like you said, <laughs> that's like they are 
magic. It's yeah. crazy. Fuck. So the brain fog went away. The next thing I noticed is that my skin got a lot softer. Uh, my jawline softened because one of the big things is that it, um, with the feminizing hormones, it changes. The, and it, it works the op, in the opposite it, direction. It does. It does. You can even For, tell in like sports when athletes are taking fucking steroids, you can see the jawline get yeah, prominent. Your forehead yeah, gets bigger, like all that. Yeah. Stuff. I mean, the way the way Mark McGuire's head blew the fuck up in 1998. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no shit. Yeah. So that makes sense. That's good, though. Those are all traits you know that you're chasing so yeah so like your the the your body fat redistributes does it really so yeah your body fat redistributes so that's that's how i got my big fat ass that i'm so proud of <laughs> um and you know i grew i grew i grew tits i grew breasts um it was about a year on hormones that i noticed the actual like my actual like figure was had changed like I have a like an hourglass more like I have a very pronounced like dip in the middle of my body around my waist. So like it's they they've really done wonders for me as far as and like and all of those things are euphoria inducing. Like I see like I get out of the shower and I look in the mirror and I see that curve. Elated. Yeah. So happy. Yeah. I mean, shit, dude. It sounds fucking awesome i mean personally i'm looking for some fucking euphoria i gotta hit the fucking gym dude i've been fucking drinking way too many beers i'm starting to get a beer belly i don't like it Bob, so. bobby's trying to get swole y'all yo, I, yo, I, I i fucking trying to stay in shape dude i'm heading towards 40 if i don't fucking do something now you know but anyways yeah. I, I, when I, I when i start you know like looking at myself in the mirror and i'm like ah there they are you know there's yeah. the old abs you know yeah, then, there you, I, go. then you feel good you feel good about yourself yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and like, and like I said, last episode, like cis people experience gender euphoria all the time. Like that, that phenomenon I described, I see the like curves in the mirror, like every single woman has a thing about their body. That's like suit, like this, just like the most feminine thing that they love the most. And same thing for, for men. There's just something masculine that they uh, just love. Surely about, about their body. And yeah. it gives them euphoria. It's, yeah. it's, it happens. Yeah. Everybody, everyone experiences it. Everybody. Hopefully, <clears throat> now, hopefully, everybody. Ho hopefully, hopefully, yeah. Right. Yeah. Let's be clear. Body, body positivity is very good. So yes, indeed. So now I'm, I'm fully in the process of, of physical transition. I've gotten like I've got the lasers working. I'm on hormones, and they are doing their thing. So I'm getting closer and closer to a point where I need to start like a social transition and I need to, I need to come out to, I need to come out to the world and I need to start living as myself. And like, tough, so I tough, tough to do when fucking you, you know, it costs money to go out and fucking be social. We discussed this, you know? So even if you did, you'd still have to be like, fiscally responsible about it and it doesn't that oh, yeah. suck that that's a fucking part of it fucking bullshit i know i know just give us give us give us health care and guaranteed housing and a universal basic income you assholes you've stolen everything from us and given it to two people who are in a private space race we're doing fucking nothing good for anybody oh except my feeding God. their own egos yo seriously like, <laughs> what is happening and and it is directly 
affecting your social life. Is it not? Yes, absolutely. And it's, and everybody's and everybody's we're all fucking miserable. And these two jabronis want to race each other to the goddamn moon. Fuck you, Elon Musk. Fuck you, Jeff Bezos. You pieces of shit. Give us our goddamn money back. Yeah. Pay your fucking taxes, assholes, motherfuckers. God. I hope they stay in space. I hope they fucking freeze and die. And then they all their billions and bajillions get fucking passed along to all the fucking the plebs, you know, like give us the fucking money back. We made it for you. Exactly. Dude, it's so disgusting. Like over the course of the pandemic, I saw um, I saw a, a thing like middle class and like working class people lost like one point three trillion dollars in in wealth over the course of the pandemic and the top like five richest people in the world collectively gained 1.3 trillion dollars in wealth like it's so it's so it's so fucking obvious exactly what's happening they are taking our money away from us and hoarding it it's such bullshit it is the gilded age it's fucked (laughs) up like yo and and to kind of you know, redirect where this is going. And it certainly has affected your social life and like where you like, you want to go out and you're ready, but fucking can't even afford it. I can't, I can't. Every single penny that I make is eaten by my house and my dogs and myself. Right. (sighs) Yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's a sad state of affairs. Anybody out there fucking dealing with that? Yo, you are not alone. Like everybody wants to go out and hang out and be social and, uh, and send your spirit, you know, it's been fucking tough. We, we feeling it on this end too. Definitely. All right. So getting back to the topic at hand after <laughs> our little, our little anti-capitalist rant. Yeah. But it still comes full circle on what we're discussing because it's true. It like, does. You, yeah, you I mean, are it, ready. You are ready to, at this phase, ready to go out and be social and, and right. Well, and, 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 who you and are. exactly. And like, and just being like living as myself, outside of the house and just and just being like you know there's a lot to a lot of things to consider like work uh just like going to the grocery store so at this time i'm still presenting mail but i experienced very often what's called a mail fail so i mean like i'm out one more time a mail fail a mail fail so you fail at being a male (laughs) like you fail at being a man so i'm still presenting male i'm in what's called boy mode and i'm going out in boy mode and people are calling me ma'am like they're calling me master they're calling me ma'am when i'm in boy mode and i'm like when this is starting to happen more frequently i'm like okay it's like this is getting ridiculous i kind of have to like i kind of and it was it's funny too like uh, they would be they'd be like uh, excuse me, ma'am. And I turn around and be like, oh, I'm sorry, sir. I'm like, no, 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 no. You had it right the first time. Oh, <laughs> God, God, <laughs> fuck. So I, I'm like, <sighs> all, right, all right, this is getting ridiculous. And when I would go out, like Heather and I are still together. So we're going out together in the city and we're like meeting new people and making new friends. And I'm introducing myself as elizabeth i'm introducing myself as liz or betsy because i'm like when i'm out going out socially i'm i'm presenting female at this point and this is like uh spring and summer of 2019 
you know, I'm leaving the house dressed. I'm introducing myself as Elizabeth. And quickly, if anybody's curious, I don't know if I've told you this, the way I chose my name. You did, but please let our listeners know. I think it's sure. pretty cool. So uh, my, my dead name is my dad's middle name. And it starts with an A. That's all I'm going to say. But it's so I tried a lot of different like uh, girls names that started with an A. And I would just like, I would try them for like a week or two. And I'd just like call myself that in my head. And I would just like try, and none of them really fit. None of them felt like me. And then one day I was like, well, you know, my name is dad's middle name. Why don't I, why don't I try mom's middle name? So I go into the bathroom and I look in the mirror and I'm like, your name is Elizabeth. And I said, yes, the fuck it is. Hey. It's, it's Elizabeth. I am Betsy. That's yes. fucking cool. That's it. That's cool. And then my middle name is Anne. And the way I chose, I was like, okay, now I have my first name. Now I need a, a, a middle name. All right. So Elizabeth, Elizabeth, Anne. Elizabeth, that sounds nice. All right. Betsy Ann sounds pretty cool too. Betsy Ann, yeah. Fuck yeah. Betsy Ann, I feel like I'm like, <laughs> what was, uh, I feel like I feel like a farmer's daughter, Betsy Ann. Yeah, it's definitely Southern drawl type shit. Yeah, right. Exactly. Hey, get it, get it, get it back in for dinner there, Betsy Ann. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Nah. Shit's tight though. Shit's tight though, no doubt. So and like so now, like I'm introducing myself and as as best as Betsy or Elizabeth or Liz. Uh, I'm going out of the house when I leave the house socially, I'm I'm going out dressed. And I, I'm randomly, I've been randomly this whole time, like coming out to old friends, like here and there. Right. Um, just to kind of like gauge how responses would be. And it was just like, I, and I needed to tell somebody like, I'm, I'm fucking excited about this. I'm like, it's working. This whole thing is working and I need to like get it out. So it's just getting to a point where like, staying in the closet isn't going to be possible and I'm going to have to work. I'm going to have to be coming out at work and all these other things. But one of the things that happened is uh, the way I kind of reconnected with those girls from high school is uh, my friend Allie posted something. It was, this was in the early spring of 2019. She posted something on Facebook and I'm still using my old Facebook. And I commented and then that, precipitated a, a conversation a, a, a dm conversation and uh heather and i were planning a kentucky derby party so this was a couple of weeks before the kentucky derby so it was like middle of april okay and i said to ali like um you know we're having a a kentucky derby party i know it's short notice so if you have plans that's fine but like i wanted to invite you but if you can make it, you need to know that I'm not dead name anymore. I'm Elizabeth. And that's how I came out to her. And she was like, you know, she had her whole thing and I'm not going to tell her story for her, but she was like super fine with it. We start, we start talking about it more. She's like, so you're living in the city now. Where are you? I'm at the corner of, and I'm not going to dox myself, but uh, I'm at the corner of, you know, yada, 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 blah and blah. Sure. And I'm like, Ali, we're next door neighbors. That's the corner that I live on. No <laughs> fucking way. I had been living in this house for a year and didn't realize that I was living across the street 
from one of my oldest friends. I've known this girl since seventh grade. Oh my God. What the fuck? <laughs> I know. So then we started hanging out and through her got reconnected with all the, all the other girls. And from there, that's how that whole thing happened. But one of those girls, uh, one of the Lindsay's actually works in the agency that I work at in, in HR. So I reached out to her after they all knew and said like, what I, if you don't handle this, if this isn't your purview within the HR department, that's fine. But you can tell me where, to, what I should do, how, sh how I should handle going about like coming out at work. And she said, you know, talk to your supervisor. And then there is somebody in our office that handles things like this. So, you know, you'll get in touch with them. So that's what I did. That's how I started my process for coming out at work. I, I spoke with my supervisor. I came out to her. She was super cool with it. Like if we were ever speaking privately, she would use my proper pronouns and, and name, but she wouldn't in public. Like she was super, super cool about it. And, and then we got in touch with, uh, and, and had a meeting with the, the person in HR who handles this thing. And he said, you know, you're not the first person that's come out as transgender and transitioned here. So like we have a whole thing and it's like completely, basically you run the show. It's completely up to you how you want to handle it. So, you know, just go from there. It took me a while to like got to a point that I was really ready. I kind of drag my feet, the whole executive dysfunction thing. It's just like something I think about and then I don't do, but executive dysfunction. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, there's executive function and executive dysfunction. Executive function is like when you accomplish tasks and the opposite of that is executive dysfunction. Also known as having spoons or not having spoons. Interesting. Yeah. Dude, it's weird. You spend some time on trans Twitter, you start talking, speaking a completely different language. I mean, I've been taking notes the whole fucking time. I, I'm trying <laughs> to keep up, you know? I really am. I, I'm trying to learn because you you are fucking dropping dimes on me. And I, I you know, it'd be in my best interest, I think, to know, you know? Yeah, and, well, understand. and these are these are conversations that cis people don't hear. And that's why I wanted to do this. So that yeah. cis, pe cis people will hear these conversations and they'll know more about us. You got to teach me some slurs to call these cis folk so I could really just fucking just gut them, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, there's not, there, well, there's not really much that you can say to them that hurts their feelings. It's like that. I mean, Louis CK's got his issues, but he had a bit <laughs> like, we'll stick, with a, the, we'll stick with the Nazi white supremacy stuff. Yeah. He, yeah. He had a bit where like, you know, there's enough like, you know, white people are not better, but being white is clearly better. Like, there's nothing you can say to hurt our feelings. That's the way racism and 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 social power dynamics work. Like, you right. can't you can't be racist against white people because they are like they are at the top of the social hierarchy. Right. The there's systematic. You know, the yes. ism. The ism. Ex exactly. They created the structures of oppression so they cannot be victimized by them. Correct. So, you know, I'm starting the process of coming out at work and I decided, I, like, I thought about how I wanted to do it and I'm getting closer and closer. So now we're summer and like all through that summer of 2019, I'm going like Heather and I are going out. We're all like, I'm always presenting female, I, like I'm basically out, but not fully. Like I haven't done anything on social media, but like people who are close to me know, and it's, everything's fine. I just need to do it at work. And I need to like, make it official, like 
so everybody is aware. So the way I decided that I was going to come out at work is I was, I drafted up an email that I had my supervisor send out to the entire agency and kind of simultaneously while that was happening, I, I wanted to have a meeting with my team at work because they're the people that work with me closest and I can get all of them in together so they can, if they have any questions, they can ask me those, those questions then and talk it out. And then there, there are people who have a better understanding of it within the department sure. and then send out an, and then send out an email that's basically like dead name is um, coming out as transgender. She uses she, her pronouns. Her name is Elizabeth. She's going to be presenting female. This is, this is what it is. So I have this meeting and I, I sit everybody down and my supervisor starts it, hands it over to me. And I tell people, I tell them all that I'm transgender. And it was so funny. There was a guy in there who uh, looks at me so like shocked as hell. Can't believe it. Kind of raises his hand like, uh, wait, you too? It was like that Spider-Man meme. You, yeah, just like pointing at each other like you. you <laughs> You too. That's so this cool. guy, so you know, he's he's AFAB, you know, transmasculine, <laughs> and came out when I did because he couldn't believe it that I was coming out. It was crazy. That's awesome. You guys still <laughs> in touch? Are you still? Are you friends? Yeah, or? I mean, we're not we're not close close friends. We don't talk a whole lot, but sure, sure. yeah, no, we're like we're still friends. We still cool. we interact. Yeah, nice. Cause he, he left the agency. He's working in healthcare now. He like, he moved on. So we like, and you know, since the pandemic, I've been working from home anyway. So I don't really talk to anybody at work because my coworkers are my cats. <laughs> that's pretty, that's not so bad working remotely though. I see a lot of people complaining about going back to work, but that is cool that, uh, you know, in that moment you had somebody to kind of share that experience with. Yeah. And so at this point, now I'm out at work. This was the beginning of, of uh, August. It was August 9th of 2019 was when I had that meeting at work and I came out. It was a Friday and I had the meeting in like the middle of the afternoon. It was like 2.30 or 3 maybe. And after the meeting, I was just like, said to my supervisor, was like, hey, uh, I'm sure you understand. I'm, I'm not going to off for the rest of the day. I'm just going to go home. And she was like, yeah, yeah that's fine. You, go, you can go. So uh, then the next day, so that Saturday, August 10th, I created a new Facebook page and I made a post on my old one that said, uh, hey, guess what, guys? I, I'm not going to be using this Facebook page anymore. You can go friend me on this one because I'm a lady. <laughs> That's one way to put it. Yeah. And uh, so, and then that was it. August 10th, 2019. I was fully out. Good. Yeah. I thought, jeez. What do you say? August 9th, August 19th it was? The, the, the day? August 19th, 2019. August 9th, August 2019. 9th, 2019. Okay. Yeah. And now while this was going on, I had already started the process for my name change. So I can't, like that was all going on. And I had, I can't remember if I had a hearing date set by then or not. I'm pretty sure I did because it was, 
Yeah, I definitely did because it was 10 days later. So August 9th, I come out at work. August 10th, I fully come out socially. And then it was August 19th of 2019. I had my name change hearing and I spent the entire fucking day at the courthouse. First of all, it's so expensive. The whole thing costs like $350, $400 in fees. In like filing. The state cover that. And that's all out of pocket. No, that's all out of pocket. And the process, because you're, I'm changing my name for a, a reason other than marriage, I have to publish in a newspaper and in the Dauphin County Legal Review that this name change hearing is happening. What? That's yeah. a lot of red tape, yo. It's, it's a not, lot of red tape. And it's and, not like so you changed I, your fucking, your whole full name. No, I did. No, you're still Elizabeth Rothrock. Yeah, but I, you know, I'm changing. So, but like, yeah, and it's like if I had to change my last name because I got married, I don't, I wouldn't have to do all that. It's a hassle for paperwork, but I don't have to publish anything in a fucking newspaper. I don't have to. That's like ridiculous. What the? Yeah, it's so dumb. But I mean, I can kind of understand, like, I understand the need for like a, a court hearing because there needs to be some sort of legal backing to it because, because sure, sure. after I had my name change hearing, like I used that, that, that court order changing my name to go to the social security administration and have my name changed on my social security card sure. to go to, to go to PennDOT, to have it changed on my driver's license. You know, I use these documents to change my name everywhere. What about birth certificate? I have not done my birth certificate yet, but, but that's can. actually, yeah. But, and, and I can change the gender marker on my birth certificate as well. That's pretty so can, badass. So I can change my name and my gender marker to my, on my birth certificate, which I, I, I want to do just so I have it. And also like I, at some point I am going to have some money and I would like to travel and I'm going to need a passport and I need a birth certificate, a passport. And if my birth certificate has my dead name and so is my, so is my passport. Right, right. Even though that's not my name, that person doesn't exist anymore. Nah, it's going to cause you a lot of fucking problems. Got to get that shit done. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, I'm not going anywhere for the time being. So it's not, <laughs> it's not too, yeah. it's not too big of an issue. Uh, so anyway, so I go through all of these things. I'm paying all this money. I get like, I publish those things in the paper, which I had to pay for out of pocket. I had to pay to publish those things. I have my court date set. I go in at like eight o'clock in the morning. I'm sitting around in a, in a waiting room outside of the actual courtroom where the hearing will happen for like an hour and a half or two hours. And then I get into the courtroom and it's like a cattle call. So they have all of these people who are applying for a name change and they call a bunch of them in at a time so they can get through multiple, multiple of them in a day. And there was one case that was uh, a, a strange uh, parents of a young of a young girl fighting over getting her name changed because I guess the dad had custody and the mom had a bunch of issues with like substance abuse and she was like running into issues with the law a lot but she was determined not to change this kid's name and it was a shit show this fucking <laughs> this fucking case between the two of them they the judge ended up taking a break so he could get through a couple of these people it was ridiculous. So I'm waiting for an hour and a half outside of the courtroom. I'm waiting for another three hours inside the courtroom to get my name called. Spending the entire day. It wasn't three hours, but it was a long time. So it was 
of spending the, like most of the day in this courtroom trying to get my hearing. They finally call my name and then my actual hearing lasted 35 seconds. <laughs> yeah, so all that like, for, for that. Ev- yeah, everybody else is other than this 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 a strange couple that was fighting. Everybody else's was like that. They call you up, you have all the documents ready, you hand them to the bail, they look at the um, you know, the the judge looks at them, says, "Okay, you're changing your name from this to this and you're doing it for this reason." All right, done. So August 19th, you're in the court. What day did, was it? It was stamped that same day? Stamped that same day. Yeah. That, Betsy, it, Betsy Rothrock. Yep. Elizabeth. August 9th, Elizabeth and Rothrock, August 19th, 19. 2019. 8, 19, 19. Well, I, actually, fucking truly, May 14th, 1984, but you know. Right. I didn't know that. I didn't this, know it. For the state of Pennsylvania, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Legally. That's, that's cool, though. I think I think that's a day to fucking celebrate. I'd fucking send it. We should do a big fucking birthday episode for that. Uh, yeah, right. Seriously, we should. Yeah, that would be sick. But so, yeah, that's my that's it. So August 19th and every day after has just been that's been Betsy time. And here you are. This, that, now, uh, Elizabeth and Rothrock is here so that's the origin story now is this when you become like a, a villain in like marvel comics and you get these superpowers and well maybe i take mean, over the world crush jeff bezos and Elon. yeah there's no yeah there's <laughs> there, there's a whole arc that we haven't gotten to right. where i like i suffer some trauma and I, go, <laughs> and I turn and i turn evil i go rogue like the cia's after me like yeah there, we haven't gotten to that part right but, right yeah. right you touch the tesseract and <laughs> exactly yeah, yeah. You got i'm jumping I'm jumping through all these different timelines. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking A. But duh, it is it is an amazing story. I mean, even the small little details and just self-acceptance and your your story uh, and uh, discussion about gender euphoria and dysphoria. I mean, the whole the whole process is uh man, so complex. I uh shit. I, I is anybody else like feeling has gone through this like let us know your stories too because it sounds yeah. it sounds intense i don't know I've, i, I think it sounds a lot i've gotten i've gotten some feedback from that the last episode that we did kind of describing like my they, they related to these other trans women one of them is uh the vaccinated cryptid on twitter at right. at, at, at afro arthur author if yes. you're on twitter follow her but she was one of them and uh there's another girl i'm sure you've seen me um talk about my hashtag arch nemesis yeah yeah <laughs> uh at, at it's just brew follow her too she's my arch nemesis we are in an, an eternal struggle that's been going on for a week and a half no it's been longer than that but it's not very long it started be, it started because we're like we have about the same number of followers and we're just like in a in a fake race to get more followers <laughs> oh my gosh how petty how petty i know petty i know no but we're, no we're, we're developing a, a, a bit of a friendship no i know that's dope i'm just fucking with y'all but yeah i got some feedback and they're like uh they related to that episode uh the way i was talking about running through that checklist I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, that that sounds familiar. That sounds familiar. That one's not so much, but definitely that sounds familiar. So right, yeah, That's cool. That's good. I mean, getting getting some good feedback. I'm 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 
proud of what we've been doing so far. Yeah, so am I. I'm fucking super pumped about it, especially when you show me the like little dot charts where um, people are tuning in. I mean, I saw one in Glasgow. Is that is that right? Mm-hmm. Fucking Belgium. Yeah. Yeah. What up, Belgium? What up, Brussels? Is it Say hi. Say hi to the European Congress for us. I know. But, fucking hey. Or 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 don't. Like who fucking cares? <laughs> <laughs> just here to listen just here to listen and learn i guess i don't know yeah but so going having gone through that whole story um there are some things that i wish that i had done differently mainly they're they're centered mostly around my own personal issues of like social anxiety and and feelings of abandonment that i've dealt with my entire life and i still do but I wish that early on in my transition, I had trusted people more, both like other trans people and, you know, cis people in my life, like having gone through the process of coming out and how well I was received, I wish that I had been um, more trusting and more, uh, more open to, to express that earlier. Because I think that would have helped with a lot of the anxiety that I felt uh, internally just struggling through the process early on. And, and related to that, like the, the, the fact that I, it's, it's still difficult for me to trust people, I, I didn't really reach out for community uh, with other trans people. I had that experience with the, the the group and I just I got the sense that I didn't really fit in with with the trans community and I think it's also dealing with a lot of like internalized transphobia we especially we talked about this last episode like with the time that we grew up like transphobia is ran it still is but it's getting better but back then it was it was so out of control and it's you know it's like white supremacy even if you're not a a racist like you grow it's the it's the air that you breathe you know it's it's everywhere you can't escape it and that that works its way in and even trans people deal with with an internalized transphobia and and that can lead to like self-loathing it can lead to it can lead to struggles and and um conflict with other members of the trans community or the groups within the trans community. And it left me, it left me feeling very isolated. And it wasn't until in the last couple of months that I was finally at a point that I, I kind of got over that to enough that I, I am seeking more to be involved and active within the trans community. And I didn't get into this, but that's actually one of my long-term goals for this podcast is, you know, if we can build up a listenership and we can build up a base, uh, I want to eventually use it as a platform for our advocacy and mutual aid so that, you know, we can, we can direct donations to uh, organization, organizations that support trans people. We can direct donations directly to trans people. Cause if you want, and if you're cis and you want to be a good ally, Find trans people who need money and give them money directly. Fucking A. If you have the means, give trans people money because we fucking need it. It's harder for us to get jobs, which means it's harder for us to get healthcare. We need healthcare. Like I said, I'm going to be a hormones for the rest of my life. That's going to be a cost forever. 
that I have to deal with. I know the pharmaceuticals. Yeah. And so that's one of the things that I want to do because I want to get more involved with the trans community. And that's something that I wish that I had done because you're doing it right now. You're doing it in real time. Yeah, I know. But you need, especially early on, you need that, that external validation and that encouragement. And no matter how well-meaning a cis person is, they're never fully going to understand that. No, no. So, you know, we want to, like, like I said at the top, like, it's a very exciting thing. And we're, like, we are rightfully ecstatic and very, and very excited to, to start that process and start that journey. And we need, you know, for anything, no matter cis, trans, non-binary, what the fuck ever, people need that for whatever it is that they're doing in their life. And so I didn't really have that. I went through the early part of my transition. I went through most of my transition completely on, on my own. And that kind of like the, the issues that I had with, with trust, uh, it kind of exacerbated that, but I'm, you know, I'm working through it. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, trying to be better. Okay. It's a fucking one day at a time, yo. Like, yeah, I don't think you should really try overwhelm yourself too much uh, with that. I mean, just stay part of the course, you know, uh, and talk, dude, build your community and, and help other people figure their own shit out. You know, that's it. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. And anybody that's following me, like if you're questioning or you're starting your transition, you need advice, you need just a, an ear to listen my dms are open always so if anything you need where where could they find you uh my twitter is at betsy bell b-e-t-s-e-e and then bell as in beauty and the beast b-e-l-l-e so betsy bell uh the show is at cis education pod you are at swiss s-w-l-s-s yes with an l swiss with an l swiss with an l (laughs) yeah and the show also has an email. It's uh, syseducationpod at gmail.com. Always like we are open communication. We want as much feedback as we possibly can get. So do not be shy. We actually did get an email uh, after our first episode. A listener named Karen told me about she has a trans friend, a trans feminine friend who, who didn't know who didn't figure it out until she was in her mid twenties. Right. And, and wanted me to mention, you know, that you, you, you don't always know from the very beginning. And it was so funny when she wrote that email. Cause I'm like, Oh, Karen, you're going to have to listen to episode two. Cause that's exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. So though. Anyway. That's good that they, they reached out and, um, and had questions and, you know, you could answer them. We could answer them. I, I'll do my best. I mean, you're the captain of this ship, so fucking you hold the yeah. ship down. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm just here to learn more than anything. That's right, and I, and I appreciate that. And you are getting shout outs too from from people saying, you know, they really appreciate your willingness to listen and your uh, openness and 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 willingness to learn. And, and your personality, you're just a cool fucking dude. And I like <laughs> well, you. I mean, I appreciate that. Honestly, um, I, I wouldn't even be here discussing these issues if it wasn't for you. And if I hadn't been just so close with you for so fucking long, you know, I wouldn't have even had felt comfortable again. You know, if 
if uh, somebody in the trans community asked me to do a fucking podcast randomly about cis education, I'd be like, what the fuck? You know, I'd be I, like, I've like, I've no platform for this because I don't know anyone, you know, I don't feel comfortable, but because I've known you forever and been a part of your uh, transition, it, it has given me some insight and, and a yearning for knowledge to understand and maybe spread the good gospel you know i don't know just just do my part right be the change that you want to see yeah that's right that's right all right so we have been going on for a, a very long time fuck uh, haven't we it's almost two uh, hours might yeah have to make this one a two-parter yeah might have to uh we'll have to figure out how, how to split that up but anyway so yes again uh i the show is at says education pod i am at betsy bell rob is at swiss with an l that's right Email is syseducationpod uh, at gmail.com. Thank you all for listening to my story. We'll be back next week with an episode that is uh, more general and gives more information about something other than myself because I feel bad being a pistol. But anyway, thank you guys for listening and thank you, Karen, for your email. And we will see you next week, everybody. Bye. Bye bye.